Three, two, one. Hello, internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble in Little Podcast. I am Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I remembered this time. Yay. <laughs> Was that last episode that you forgot to say, Andy? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I forgot a couple times when we started, but now we've been doing it every week. And then last week, I, I forgot. I just kind of silence. Right. I remembered this time. Yeah, so we have a little jam-packed episode today. Uh, we're going to announce something at the end of the show that we're going to be doing next week. And uh, we'll explain what December has in store for us, especially for some movies that we already picked down there below for next it's, month. Uh, it's, it's a nude calendar. We're going to make a calendar, and we're going to have nudes every other month. <laughs> I'll be... I mean, it's the end of the year. You're going to need one for January. Uh-huh. Excuse me. We'll, uh, we'll dress up in various video game character uh, lingerie. No, just kidding. We'll, we'll undress up. <laughs> uh, this is episode 17. Uh, today's movie uh, is going to be Stinkman City. I think I said it right. Uh, it's a time-traveling movie, as it's called Time Traveling uh, Sci-Fi Noir, uh, which will explain why that is uh, when we get to that uh, area. So get strapped in and get ready for Big Trouble and Little Podcasts where only dreams can kill a dream. Andy, what the hell have you been playing or watching or doing whatever? <laughs> I did a bunch of shopping this week, but I, who didn't? I mean, we had Black Friday and Cyber Monday, all of which I did from my computer and or phone because I'm not an idiot. Uh, um, anything that you can discuss that is not a like a Christmas gift for somebody? Uh, I blind bought... Um, Last Christmas, Scorsese came out with a movie called Silence. It had, uh, it had Liam Neeson and someone else in it. It was $6 on Blu-ray, and I was like, I want to see that. So I bought that. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus. Most of the stuff I bought was Christmas gifts. Um, did I not get myself anything? That's weird. No video yeah. games? No video games? Or, uh... Like I said, I pre-ordered uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, so it was like... Oh, I'd better not spend any more money on myself. It's hard to, to buy stuff for myself because I told people, like, I was going to get L.A. Noir, but I told my sister that I wanted it. So if I buy it, I'm a dick because what if she got it for me? I don't think she did, but who knows? Mm-hmm. I posted something on Facebook about, hey, the Nintendo Pro Controller is down to $59. I want this for Christmas. And she was like, you better not be buying stuff for yourself for Christmas. I said, no, just telling people they can get it for me because I asked for that too. <laughs> I got myself a movie, uh, La Samurai. It's a French movie, but um, I think that's it. Oh, no, no, I I ordered some other movies. They're just not here yet. I also got um, Nakatsu Diamond Guys Volume 1, which is three Japanese movie, and another Japanese Yakuza movie called um, Battles Without Honor or Humanity. Mm -hmm. You're into those Japanese samurai movies. I notice it's a trend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like samurai movies. I like Yakuza movies. I like... I don't. I, I like Japanese movies, man. Yeah, uh, you, you saw the 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 samurai game that's coming from Sucker Punch, right? Yeah, I can't wait for that. That game looks cool as shit. I Ghost can't. of Tsushima or something like that. Yeah, remember. it looks fucking fucking amazing. I can't wait. Yeah. Some good games in store for some Sony games. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Uh, I watched some anime. I watched uh, a movie called Robot Carnival. It's weird. It's it's hard to recommend. It, it was a hoot. It was gorgeously animated, but it's just like nine short stories, and some of them hit and some of them miss. 
Mm-hmm. And then I started another anime. I have a Crunchyroll subscription. I was like, I need to start using this. There's another anime called 91 Days. It takes place during Prohibition in, like, Chicago. And it's about, like, some kid, his parents were killed by the mob in the 20s. And now he's, like, come back to town. And he's working with a friend of his. I've only watched the first two episodes. Nothing big has happened yet, but it's pretty cool. It's interesting to see, like, it was written and made by Japanese people, and it's about American history. It's, it's, it's interesting. Because mm-hmm. they, they probably view our history differently than what we do. Yeah, just, just like if I would try to write a story about samurai, no matter how well-researched it would be, it would probably have some weird, like not quite tonally correct things about it. And that that's interesting. Yeah, that's why I like to always read, like... Uh, when it contains like history or to biography, it's like somebody that's either close by them, like a good source of like a first source primary, uh, because when you're getting secondary and somebody that's from a different country, you're getting, uh, what they research or who they interview. You're not getting like the actual detail of what's going on. This is of course a fiction, but it's, it's still based in a, a nonfiction setting. And that's, you know, there's it's it's pretty well researched as far as like what vehicles and architecture look like. So I'm mm. enjoying it. What did, what did you did you watch or play or read or design or build or? <laughs> that should be. Ver- did you verb anything interesting this? Uh, I've been working on some projects. Uh, there is a project that I'm going to be announcing next week along with our uh, thing that we're going to be announcing tonight. Uh, an announcement stacked up for days, folks. Stick around. Yeah, uh, just a lot of planning. You know, you know when you sit down and you're like, oh, I want to do this and it never happens because you're just like, you know, procrastinating or uh, you're just afraid to do it. And then, it, like I said, I got Adobe Premiere uh so there's a hint that I'm going to be doing some type of video. Uh, but I'm just going to do it and see where it goes from there. Uh, I'm the only way to get, pro- to get, get progress, to get results. Yeah. I'm very, as you can tell, I'm very opinionated. Uh, I do have a kind of like a politics background in debating with people. Oh, you're making a 10 part video series about the, the, the president. No, 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 it's not going to be like that. It's it's going to be like more like common sense and like shit to find like common ground on stuff because common sense to one person might not be for the next. Yeah, but that's where the debate can come in, where you could, you know, go down below in the comments and talk about it. And then there could be follow up videos or, or or I could just get hate and a lot of dislikes because, you know, in this day and age society, you dumb you, you dumbed down all the videos. So whatever when i've made youtube stuff i've always remembered like if someone says something negative or they downvote it or whatever that was still a view like someone commented on one of my first videos something like you know kind of trollish about it but i was still like oh that's still a comment that's still super good for my video mm-hmm. <laughs> i i did a let's play on a game called pregnancy it's on steam uh it's, it's a novel game it's, what's it called pregnancy okay <laughs> so the, the thing is you're you're a girl that is going through pregnancy and stuff and she's like explaining every detail of what's going on and i forgot what you did in the game but it was more I mean, like i just googled pregnancy like that was gonna get me the 
But anyway, there's a lot of reading in it. So I was reading it while I was playing the game so that, you know, it wasn't just dead silence of me reading. And then some girl was like, you know, your reading sucks. And I'm just like, you know, thank you for the feedback. I'll make sure ne- <laughs> I'll make sure next time I'll because uh, I'm not the greatest speaker in the world. And you could tell in some of the episodes where I'm going, uh, uh, mm-mm. but I, I do have a brain. I know how to use it. And when. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> uh, I just like to talk a lot, even if it does sound like jibba jabba. But what did I play? I don't know what I played, really. I played more Mario Odyssey, if you want. <laughs> yeah, me too. I took it to work, and like, like I took my Switch to work like I was going to play it. Mm-hmm. And then when, when we had some free time, I just let everyone else play it, because I want to trick them all into wanting a Switch. <laughs> that That is my... Uh, obvious goal because i see myself not going playing pc gaming or like playstation 4 i'm always turning on my switch or i'm bringing my switch to wherever i am in the house or outside of the house i i just wish that uh (laughs) more third party even though a lot of third parties are coming to the switch now i just want all of them (laughs) I mean, I think we're getting there. They, they're doing a really good job of getting a lot of support from uh, independent developers. And really, the, I, it's blowing the uh, third-party support for the Wii U out of the water. That's for sure. I'm sorry I can't stop burping. I swear to God. It's fine. <laughs> I'm actually drinking some uh, coffee right now to, to kind of stay awake. Not, it sounds like I'm awake, but mentally I'm not. <laughs> but I'm here. Uh, I'm drinking a beer. What beer is it? Uh, Did you have to turn it around? Yeah, I, I know it's from Greenbrier Brewing. I like their other stuff, but I can't remember which, th- what this one's called. Wild Trail Search for the Elusive Sasquatch continues. Is that like Greenbrier an- Brewing is a brewery here in West Virginia, and they also make a Mothman beer, which I enjoy thoroughly. It <laughs> hmm. was like an IPA or something. This is a pale ale right here. They make an IPA that I think is all right. It's not my favorite. I'm a little burned out on IPAs. I've been gravitating more toward like stouts and porters. But like I said, this one's a pale ale. I just wanted something real drinkable when I picked this up. I kind of want to get this right now. Maybe I'll go to the store later. Sounds like you like dark stuff too. Yep. Dark stuff it is. Um, what else can I do? I played a PUBG. Uh, oh, really? You haven't mentioned that before. Yeah, uh, I actually turned it on uh, because I actually haven't been playing it for the past like three days, and that's a lot for me um, because my my buddy uh, went up to New York, uh, so he's part of our core group when we play, and I guess because he's not playing, the rest of the group is not playing, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do a little solo matches here and there, and I sucked in the beginning. I was getting shot real, real early. I'm like, oh man, the rust is there. I need to keep up with this game. I mean, one match, I got all the way to the last three people. I killed the, the the one guy, and it's me and this other guy. And he has a silencer. And I'm, like, panicking. I'm trying to find him. I finally find him. I put the reticule over his head, but he starts to shoot at me. So when you shoot at, uh, when you're getting shot at, you are get, like, a... Uh, a shot punch so your your character kind of like flinches a little bit because he's getting shot at yeah that makes sense so when i'm aiming i'm flinching and then i i fucking get shot and i get pissed off and i came in second place (laughs) 
So that was my one good game. The other games just sucked ass. But that's all I've been doing. I got projects that I'm going to be announcing uh, next week. And um, uh, what else? What else? Yeah, that's it. Oh, wait. No, I actually watched a TV show called Falling Water. Uh, it's on uh, Amazon. It's a USA Network show. It's about uh, people who have dreams and they all have the same occurring dream that uh, about a kid and they're trying to figure out who this mysterious kid is uh, a billionaire is doing like all these sleep uh, experiments and stuff so that they could all like communicate with each other it's real interesting because I think dreaming is uh, pretty mysterious in the brain because we only use 10% of our brain and what do we do with the rest of our brain uh, activity right yeah yeah sure yeah. I mean that that you only use ten percent of your brain thing. That's a myth, but it is a fact that you dream with parts of your brain that you don't use when you're awake. I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you read up on lucid dreaming? I've done lucid dreaming. Yeah, it's fucking. It's it's insanely like weird that you can get control of your dreams. Yeah, it was it was a hoot, but it made. Like I, I stopped I stopped feeling like I had got as restful sleep. So I, I don't know. That was years ago. It was it was a fun experiment, but it, it requires discipline. Yeah, I know that like you have to train your brain to be like, uh I'm gonna lucid dream tonight, I'm gonna lucid dream tonight, and then when you're in the dream, uh when you look at your hand, you never see the ten fingers, it's usually like eleven or like nine or something. So when you train your brain to know that you have 10 fingers and you're in a dream and you have like nine, your brain is like, oh shit, you're in a dream. And that's where you like ground yourself into being like, I have control now. And usually when that happens, you wake up because you're excited. And then there's other things like you get to meet like people that you know or like uh, famous people like Thomas Edison or something. I don't know. It's really deep into that. But it's a good show. It's on uh, Amazon uh, if you have Amazon Prime. When uh, did it come out? How old is it? Uh, it's a year year old. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it got renewed. Uh, usually when I see these shows like USA on there, I'm like, uh-oh. That could be a bad thing. Yeah, no kidding. Speaking of news, by the way, uh, before we get into news that matter to us, let's talk about pre-news that might or might or might not happen. Pre-news? Um, they might bring back Firefly. Did you read about that? I feel like every other year there's news that they might bring back Firefly. It's always like, oh, Nathan Fillion was at Comic-Con fucking Philadelphia, and he said, oh, I'm talking to Joss Whedon called me the other day, we were talking about doing it, oh, Alan Tudyk said, I'm trying to clear some time off my schedule, blah, blah, blah. No, I, I don't know. I, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, the only news I read was that Fox is down to do it, so it's only up to Josh Whedon right now. They want Josh Whedon back only, and I'm like, I don't know if he wants to get away from doing Marvel stuff. Yeah, like, are they going to be able to pay him the salary that he is getting now from from the Marvel Studio Disney crowd? I doubt it. Probably not. I mean, Fox has got a ton of money. That's not the point. I'm talking about, like, to do a television show. And you would have to, like, rear... You would have to say Serenity never happened. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Serenity would have to be out the, out the window. Yeah, because it, it, if that's the case, 
then you would have to say like either that was part of a dream or it just never happened. And you also got to consider that this is years and years, uh, like maybe like 20 years ahead because they're all old and look different now compared to what yeah, they are older. I mean like Nathan Fillion and Alan Tudyk still kind of look the same. Um, Jewel, what's her name? Jewel I State. guess she probably looks a lot older, and so does uh, Adam Baldwin. I haven't seen him in a while. I've, I know he's been doing voice work, but I haven't seen what he looks like in a little bit. He's on the last ship. He's uh, he he looks better. I mean, not better, uh, older, and a little bit chubbier, but you know, he still looks like Gene. So <laughs> I guess that could pass. Yeah, I guess they'd probably have to go ahead in the future, if for no other reason than probably River. Mm-hmm. I can't remember that actress's name. I would have them in like a prison or something, and they're like in some type of uh, simulation where they think that they all died. Spoiler alert, they all died in Serenity, so whatever. Yeah, it'd be better if they just ignored it, I think. Yeah. But anyway, let's get into our movie of the week. So we saw I always fuck this shit up. Synocracy City. I can't even say the the, synchronicity, right? Yeah, synchronicity. God damn it! (laughs) They don't say it in the movie. Yeah, I know. Uh, So this is a time travel noir movie, and pretty much right off the bat is they get into the nitty gritty of the experiment where they put the MRD, which is like the nuclear uh, fusion, in there. What does that stand for? Do they ever explain that? Did I miss it? No, there's there's a lot of things that they don't explain in this movie. But it's the the main thing is that there's a romance between the the main character and this other character named Abby who came with Klaus, who is uh, Michael Ironside. (laughs) Yeah, he's the best. Yeah, I love his voice. His voice is so fucking amazing. He's underutilized in this movie. Yeah, he's also a dick, which I love. Because he has that, like, corporate mentality. He's like, well, how am I going to make money off of this? I mean, like, when he was talking about that stuff, I remember being like, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, Klaus brings this, like, woman with him, which is not his wife, by the way. He does have a wife uh, named Abby. And what happens is when they do the experiment, the first time uh, a flower comes back, the Dahlia which is owned by Klaus and uh, Incorporated because it's part of the product. But they see something on the screen that's kind of weird. They see like a person coming out of the wormhole. Uh, that's the experiment, by the way. They're doing a wormhole. They're opening it up and they're seeing if anything comes through. And apparently something did come through. One of the things I liked about the movie was the explanation of what they were doing. Like he, he compared it to a phone, which is a really simplified version of Mm-hmm. putting it but he he's saying like we're opening one side and someone has to do the other side but we recorded when it happened so it's kind of like like someone has to call and they were picking up the phone so they in the future someone would have to do the experiment and send something back and the something was the dahlia in this case mm-hmm. now if you know time travel movies they you have to watch this movie like a thousand times to understand Where's point A? Where's point B? Um, then what happened when this happened? When, what happened when this happened? And there is so much of that, especially when you what you just explained at the dinner scene where he explains a wormhole. Like we opened it up where the receiver, somebody made the call. 
And you're like, hmm, that's interesting. So when you see uh, what comes out of the wormhole, was that somebody making the call from that time period where they went back in time or forward in time? And I thought that was really interesting in the writing on how they did that. What do you think of the like cinematography in this movie? Did it feel very noir? It did feel very noir. Um, uh, They, I don't know. I I kept flip flopping on. There are a couple shots in this movie that I swear were stolen straight from Blade Runner, which is a good thing because there's like that shot where he's going up the elevator and then like you see the sun setting on the edge of the city and you can see the other buildings around straight from Blade Runner. And also the music in this movie, by the way, wanted to be Blade Runner so bad, but Mm -hmm. I mean, that's all a good thing. Like I love Blade Runner. It's the sci-fi noir. Some of the shots in this movie were really good. And some of them were like, like dark and confusing. And I understand that they were like, I hate every shot where, either in the shot or just off the shot, there's one of those giant fans with a light behind it. I hate that. I, I, <laughs> I fucking hate that. It ruins so many shots in so many movies. People think it looks so sweet to have a backlit, huge, slow-moving industrial fan. No, it doesn't. It looks stupid, and it, it fucks with the light in your shot. Get rid of that. But otherwise, I thought the movie was shot really well. And it has, a lot of the, set, the sets have that weird industrial semi-futuristic noir look and they they you can tell they put some thought into what they had in all of their sets they did a good job i like the uh the parking garage set where they're talking and there's like helicopters overhead but you can't see them it's just like spotlights coming through that one area that part's cool Mm -hmm. Uh, they filmed this in atlanta uh but obviously they took shots like the city and like the apartment buildings and all that stuff that was just background footage so that the locations that they were at like abby's apartment and then the grand hotel like they they were obviously in different locations so i thought that was pretty neat that they did that to fit the uh setting of the place um let's get into some spoiler territory because i had to i had to explain it with spoilers because i can't do it without it (laughs) so we explained that the experiment happened in the beginning and then something came out of it. What came out of it was the Dahlia and uh, Jim, the second one, J- Jim came out of the wormhole. So you're probably wondering, future Jim, I'm putting air quotes around future, mm-hmm. future Jim. And then you have Jim Prime. Jim Prime is in the beginning of the movie as which they re- refer to him throughout the, uh, the rest of the movie. They, they use um, DC Comics uh, terminology. Yes. So, in the beginning, where Jim Prime meets Abby, like after they have the dinner scene, which I thought was pretty funny because Klaus and his wife are like, you know, we're wasting so much money on your failed experiments. How are we going to get any money back? Like, how are we going to market this, you know, uh, time travel thing that you're doing? And. Abby explains about Tesla on how he was pioneering. Uh, Which is on, a weird link to last week's movie. Yeah, where he's pioneering on you know science and Edison came along and sabotaged everything. And to touch up on Klaus of being that you know dick 
uh, corporate guy, he's like, you could be Tesla and I'm willing to be <laughs> Edison. And I thought that was a that was a good line in the movie because he didn't care. He wants to make money and he wanted to control the experiment. So if it did have its success, it, it would say Klaus did this. And, you know, uh, what was the main character's name? Oh, Jim Beal. Which we'll get back to Jim's name and some other guy named John. Um, so in the beginning, you know, Abby and Jim go to Abby's apartment. They're about to have sex. And then he gets a mysterious phone call from his uh, colleague, which is, I keep on fucking up names, Chuck. Chuck is like, hey, where are you? What time is it? Uh you know, are we good friends? Uh, do you remember the first place we met and became friends? And, you know, they answer all, all these questions and stuff. And he's like, where are you coming at? And he's like, don't trust the girl. Uh, don't tell her anything about the experiment. So he leaves. And then Jim, this, the future Jim, uh, goes in and pretty much has sex with the Abby. And... You know, he because he's already suspicious about Abby because of what happened in that first scene. So there's like a cause and effect kind of thing. So, all right. All right. I've seen this movie and I. I lost. <laughs> What's up? I said I have seen this movie before, but I'm I am now lost as to. Yeah. In a, in a nutshell, without without explaining the entire movie away, because we want to leave the possibility that that you, the listener, will go watch the movie. And again, we encourage everyone to watch the movie ahead of time, so you can mm -hmm. you can you know when we're talking about it, you have a frame of reference. But they, um, like you said, there's two gems walking around: the gem from the future and the regular one. And it turns out there's a bunch of events that you see twice from two different sides. Like when his friend called him, he was actually the Jim from the future was sitting there telling him what to say. I don't trust this girl blah, 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 because something happens to where he loses control of the experiment and his his holdings and all that other stuff. He gets betrayed. So he's trying to I feel like the movie was supposed to be, he was trying to stop that, but it just turns into like kind of a love story where he's upset that he lost her, but he's, he's not cause it's not her. I don't mm. know. I, I need you to come back at me and explain to me exactly what this movie was indeed about. I think. Well, here's the thing. I still don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Because, after that happens and he because he has a back and forth with Abby all the time. He's like, are you stealing my shit? What the fuck is going on? Um, yeah, but he's always so tongue in cheek about it. Like he never gets pissed. He's always like he, he never accuses of anything. And I hated that. Yeah. And then you have Maddie, who is like the I, I don't want to like offend anybody, but he was like autistic, but like genius at the same time. Yeah, no, he was. I mean, yeah. I don't think that's offensive. Like, I'm pretty sure that, that that's how they were portraying him on purpose. Like, he, he was like a... a um, like, they had, they had a pie song to calm him down. They had a, a, a diagram on which is left and which is right, so that when he did the sequence and the experiment, he would, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's that was that character. It's yeah. Not, it's not insulting. People were like that. Yeah, but, like... He kept on saying like parallel, parallel universe or like multi universes, and I'm just like, 
All now, right. Like, he picks up on it like immediately. Like he's the first person to say it and they're like, you're crazy. And then later he was just right. Yeah. They do touch up on that. Like when he's in the hotel later in the movie, uh, you see like all these scenarios that happened with Jim uh, because I guess the uh, they're trying to tell you that he tried to go back in time to fix the relationship and he never could because he end up, you know, dying at the end because it ends yeah. up killing you. And they explain and he's like well, he reads that novella that she's writing. I never understood. Is she a scientist or is she just like dicking around and she's writing a novella? Well, that's that's the thing that confuses me the most at the end scene where, uh, you know, Jim finally goes through the machine for like the third time, which is shown in the movie. Yeah. Which is in between both Jim Prime and Jim the future. It's more like Jim in the middle going trying to go in the beginning so he could stop this whole experiment and all that stuff and that's where maddie fucks up and sends him too far in the future so it didn't really matter in any way but after that sequence he goes back it's, it's so fucking confusing because it go yeah i you're right though i mean a lot of this this movie's um, problems, I think, stem from the fact that they weren't clear enough which gym you're watching do what and why. Well, the actor, which I read a interview before we did the show, is like, how did you split up the Jim uh, Prime, Jim Future, Jim this, Jim that? And he's like, the clothes. If you look at the clothes uh, carefully, you could, you know, separate the, the ones. If you know, yeah, I was about to bring that up. I was about to say they should have had him distinctly change clothes so you could tell which one was which. And they kind of missed it. They kind of did because Jim Prime was wearing his jacket the whole time. Uh, I guess they're they're still wearing. They're both wearing like dark gray and dark blue the whole goddamn movie. Yeah, (laughs) it needs to be more distinct than that. Yeah, but the the ending, I think, is where it kind of tells you about John Bain. Which in the novella, like, see, that's where it confuses me the most. Because in the beginning of the movie, he's like, this is just a novel. It's a, you know, it's a a fiction. It's not real. Yeah. But she ends up saying, Abby says, like, you know, I've met him before. I've done interviews and all that stuff. And I'm just like, but I thought it was a fiction. So are you saying it's real in some way? Or are you saying John Bain actually came to this timeline and talked to you saying that I was a time traveler and all that stuff? Is that why we see all the different uh, Jim Beals that maybe might be John Bain? Because, you know, you can be the same person. I mean, you could have a different name. It could be John Bain. It could be Jim Beal. Um, Like Maddie was discussing before that, you know, when you're going to the adjacent of another timeline, it could pretty much be the same thing with just slight little changes here and there. It, it uses the example, like there's that scene where they're in the pub and the bartender's different. And that's all that's different. And I didn't catch it until it pointed it out. That was clever. I liked that. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't give you that aha moment in any important way. It's always like pedantic little nonsense they never give you an aha moment that is like oh the whole plot t- suddenly makes sense of course that's the way it was that doesn't happen in this movie it's it's just it's kind of a mess with some cool set pieces 
and some characters with, in my opinion, poorly defined... Um, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. I always do this on the show. I forget what words are. <laughs> uh, with poorly defined motivations. Except except for uh, Ironsides. He wants to make money. Duh. His character makes perfect sense. Everyone else, I don't know what they're doing with their lives. Yeah. And, you know, Chuck and uh, Jim have that moment where after the where Maddie messes up everything, he's like, he asks, you're still chasing after her, huh? And he's like, I never really knew I was doing that until I was doing it. And uh, I th that made sense with all the other gyms that were at the hotel. And by the way, that that scene was so awkward with the uh, the front desk guy. I don't know if you picked. Yeah, it. it was all like really slow, and like he was expecting the front desk guy to like time arrest him or something. Yeah. Also, he was like, "Can I have another key?" And he just kind of gives him one. He doesn't confirm his identity. Yeah. Like, I, you could just walk into a hotel, and be like I forgot my key. I'm in this room. Can you just give me a key? And you can just get it. All right, whatever, man. I think as a viewer, like you just brush it off, I guess. I just thought it was really awkward because a lot of things come to mind, just like how you thought right now. It's like, I would want to say why you need another key. Um, this seems kind of suspicious. Let me go get my manager <laughs> kind of the deal. But it mm -hmm. d didn't happen that way. Uh, and he goes into the room and he sees another gym in bed dead. So, like, as the viewer, you're probably thinking that he was trying this over and over again to... to yeah, they, they they slip in like, oh, this has happened and failed before. Oh my god. Mm hmm But like the the end scene is where it really fucking confuses the fuck out of me because maybe John Bain was the receiver, maybe. Well, were there in the pub and she's talking about he died in a fire? Yeah. That was the one part I did get. Is he he wrecks it. He does he pulls a Rick and Morty. He uh he goes to another place because it's parallel universes and the only difference in this one is that the very first time they did the experiment it went horribly wrong and they all died in a fire so he's dead in that timeline mm -hmm. and i guess he's gonna be able to stay there but something the one of my main gripes with it and i know i've said something to that effect several times but one of the things i really disliked was they never explained precisely why he gets sick when he's around another him and why his body just eventually expires. It's like, it's like time is just, well, and it a, just does that arbitrarily. And, and that's the of, way the universe works. And a lot of parallel uh, like universe stories are like time traveling where, you know, two of the same conscience are uh, in the same area. Like a time paradox kind of happens a little bit. So I think that's what happens is because you notice like one has to die off, right? You that that was your mentality. You can't have two of the same conscience. So either one stays alive and one is dead, and that's yeah. What, but why they never say why? It's just like oh, there can't be two. One of you is gonna die, and it's well, why? Why, well, why is that the way it is? Even Chuck didn't know. He's like, well, this is a you know hypothesis because we never. You found out about time travel until now. So the only thing I could think of, and what's really confusing is when Abby's giving John Bain, not John Bain, uh, Jim Beal, the future one, uh, when he's going through the time machine because he was all pissed off that 
she she showed up with Klaus with the Dahlia, and that's how he knew like she was never for him, in quotation marks. But mm. but she had to do that anyway to keep the the timeline alive and all that stuff. Anyway, they focus on that 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 novella going into Jim's pocket. So like, isn't that another? Isn't that the notes though? Like, were there two books? I was confused about that. I thought there was like the novella, but then there was one that had the actual notes in it. No, I think they're the same. They're just the same. Yeah. Okay. That ma- that makes more sense, but it's still weird. Yeah, so, like, when that's going into Jim Beal, now, now I gotta watch it again, because now I gotta see if Jim Prime reads it and says this is fiction, but Jim- So, so let's, let's, let's start putting a bow on it. Are you gonna watch this movie again? Yeah, I'm actually gonna, probably after this, I'm probably gonna watch it again. <laughs> so you really liked this movie? I, I, I like it because it makes me think. I always, I'm always a sucker for movies that make me watch it again and make me theorize on things because it's interesting to me i i never like movies that are going to be like well this is this is the beginning middle and end and we're going to hold your hand throughout the whole fucking movie and i mean i could respect it if it has good writing and it has good direction and all that stuff but when you're being like oh uh do you see this clue right here? Let me zoom in, rack zoom on this clue. Oh, that we have to remember that. I like things that are subtle, su- su- uh, that are not hinted to you. Even though in this movie, they do hint about the book going in his pocket, but it's like, why? Why is it, you know, important? Which you never really find out that it's important anyway, because you have to watch it over and over again, because you have to find out. Where did Jim come into this section of the movie? Where did where did John come from? Was John always there and we just didn't well, know? I'm going to let you watch the movie again and you can report back to me what you discovered. Because I like it okay, but I'd rather just watch Blade Runner. <laughs> I can't or wait. even Dark City. I thought about Dark City a lot during this movie. That movie kicks ass too. Yeah. It's a good film. I mean, I recommend, you know... Watch it on a rainy day. There's nothing that you have to watch right away. Uh, it's going to get a recommend from Dubs, but for me, it's going to get a... Nah. That, Sorry. <laughs> it's a no for Mandy. I think that's what we should, we should do. We should do have like a recommendation or a not recommendation thing. Yeah. Um, okay. What do you call it? To kind of give you an idea of what's going to be happening next week on Andy's first pick on the, the holiday month of movies. Yeah, it's December, if you haven't heard. Yep, that's when, you know, the Christmas, the Kwanzas, the Hanukkahs, and all that stuff happen during that month. So, Andy, what is your first pick? White Christmas, a classic that I've never seen. It's on Netflix. came out in 1954. It's got, like, Bing Crosby and, oh, who the hell else is in Christmas? God damn it. It's a colorized version that's on Netflix, so that's nice. Uh, Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, um, and some other people. Dean Jagger, Rosemary Clooney. Mm-hmm. But apparently it's, like, I'd never seen it, and some people told me recently, you've never seen White Christmas? That's crazy, because I've seen a bunch of classic Christmas movies. Uh, uh, the King of Which is It's a Wonderful Life, but or Die Hard. Know, it was on Netflix, and I thought <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a fun one to watch, because I didn't want to just stay in a nice 
nice, safe, like the same kind of movies we're always watching. I wanted to, to break out and watch something weird. So a romantic comedy from 1954 we will watch next week. Yeah, and uh, the other two that I picked that I won't say yet because we're going to concentrate on White Christmas. But the other, I have a feeling this month is going to be about comedy, uh, romantic, and uh, comedy, romantic, and happy. <laughs> there you go. Well, good because November was was dreary mindfuck month. Yeah, and hopefully next week I'll have an update on what happened in uh, this movie that we just watched. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll we'll retouch on it. Yep. Um, you want to move on to the news? Move on to the news that matter to us. So let me get that here. Um, so I read an article where Assassin's Creed is like uh, players aren't ready for the game's first post-release boss battle. And it made me really, really angry that they're using boss battles as a DLC. And... Is that all it is? Like, is there a story that leads up to it? And is it a boss battle that deals with the single player? Like, the original story? or It's, uh, the thing is called Trails of the Gods, so you face, like, Anubis and all them, uh, gods. Bad. It's badass, but it's like, put it in the fucking game. Like, I don't want to buy Ubisoft this. makes those games. They won't do that. Ubisoft is, is one of the worst about DLC. You can tell that they're making DLC before a game goes gold. It's clear to everyone. They, they mm -hmm. need to have it out. I mean, how long has Origins been out? A few months? Yeah, like two months. And it was actually on sale on Black Friday for $42. So, you know, it's a good price point, I guess. Answer to the universe and everything. And how much Assassin's Creed was. Yeah. So I'm reading this, like, post-launch content. Which, by the way, fucking stupid as shit to have a post-launch content. Just fucking take more time on building the game. It. Yeah. But is it... Uh... Does it, like, wrap up the main story, or is it a side story? Uh, it doesn't really go into that much detail in the article. That, that's important to me. Like, it's already a shitty thing for them to do, but if it informs on what happens in the main story, then that's that's double shitty. Like, you, you spent $60, you bought a game, you should have the story of that game. Yeah, but what are, what, what are we getting now? Like, are we pretty much... Not a full game? Are we just getting the, the bones of the game, pretty yes. much? Yes, you are. You're getting you're getting the skeletal system through which the gameplay exists, and they can deliver to you uh, microtransactions, downloadable content, um, whatever, loot boxes, stuff like that. Yeah, games are uh, uh, Zork in the the chat makes a great point. Everyone's saying, "Oh, games are really expensive to make now." You, I can't afford to make these games. We have to get all this extra money. It's okay. Well, then, if you're selling me not the full game, charge me less for the game. And, yeah. uh, oh my gosh, it makes me so angry. We, and, we could we could do a whole show on this. I'll and, get real upset. And here's the deal. If you give me the whole fucking game, the whole shebang of having these, like, boss battles, photo mode, fucking horde mode, discovery tour, and all that stuff... I don't mind paying 80 to $90 if you're going to have the whole fucking game in there. But if you get... Uh, I don't know. Like, if they guaranteed that there was never going to be any extra shit... I mean, now, here, here's um, Okay, here's a question for you. If that's how you feel, then when a game comes out and there's, a, like, a Game Plus um, Season Pass, which is another 
curse on modern gaming. There's a game plus season pass, and they're charging you ninety to a hundred dollars for it. Do you feel like that's kosher? Do you feel like, oh yeah, sure, I'll I'll pay for that, and I'll get the the rest of the game down the road? No, how I feel about you know paying games that are eighty and ninety dollars, uh, it should be the discretion of um I guess of the developer in a way, even though they might be a little greedy. Of getting more money out of it but if you're getting a four-hour game that should not be 80 to 90 dollars that should it should be at least 40 to 50. Uh, all right a few follow-up questions for you how do you feel about the 60 dollars price point that exists in modern gaming do you think it's like pretty reasonable do you think it's arbitrary do you think it should go up or down emphasis on up depending on the amount of content that the publisher thinks they're providing you because you know it's not the developer that's setting prices yeah it's the publisher um i feel like it's fine if you're gonna have a template of all games being the same price i think 60 is good but like games like the witcher that game i think deserves something like an 80 to a 90 dollar price point because you're getting so much out of that game but now there's a Game of the Year edition that has the original $60 game plus enough DLC to be another game, and it's $30. Yeah. So, so I mean, stack that against something like Battlefront 2 that just came out. Well, no, that's that's I don't want to do something that's online. Uh, stack it against Shadow of War instead. Let's do that. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a primarily single player experience, so it seems more like an apt uh, comparison. Stack that against uh, Shadow of War which is also chiefly single player and it's $60 right now having never played either game which one are you more to buy The Witcher right cuz it's yeah, $30 yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. like fucking 8 times longer so that's that's going to that's going to move aside and your... Zork says in chat uh, it's fine comparable to what normal price has been for games but publishers need to realize that they miss out of not playing the middle market like 30 or 40 dollar releases exactly i feel like i mentioned this every episode now but after um hellblade came out that showed hey we're all ready for budget titles not just that but like every switch game that isn't a big release has been 50 or less and i love that yeah, but... I, I i love paying less for games i love that la noir isn't a full full priced thing i love that what all is up here? One two switch was it? K story was thirty bucks. Poyo Tetris is thirty bucks. Uh, Bomberman has come down in price. Street Fighter was forty, I think. That, it's that's a, it's always it's always been forty, but that's it's it's perfect pricing, especially on Netflix. Like not Netflix. God damn it, Nintendo Switch. Like their games, you know, there's old games uh, that are out there on like PlayStation that are still in the high fifties, and I'm just like. Why am I paying so much for the same fucking game, even though it's remastered and everything? Sure. But, uh, I don't know. Oh, um, that new Uncharted game, didn't it launch at 40 bucks? Yeah. That's, yeah, an, that, that's an, a step in the right direction from Sony. That's another game that feels like a full-fledged game. You're getting everything, and there's nothing after it at all. Yeah. And... It seems like all these fucking publishers are just cookie-cutter bullshit of, like, we have to have Battle Royale in our, our games now. We are have... you familiar with the term games as a service? I think we talked about it two episodes ago. What do you mean? Huh? What do you mean? What... Games as a service? Um, 
I can't remember. It was a CEO of, I want to say EA, which would make a lot of sense, was talking about we have to start talking to shareholders. We have to start treating games as a service. It needs to be, uh, we, we need to have an income of cash flow. Like, we, like selling a $60 experience isn't going to cut it anymore. We need to put out a game where pay, where gamers will pay They they want that flow, but then they also want the sixty dollars when they release the game. That that's why there's a lot of games trying to 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 cheese in loot box kind of stuff and microtransactions. Like some of them, there's there's a couple games and companies that that are kind of doing loot boxes okay, but there's a lot of them that are just abusing the shit of it. It's because they want games to be a service. They want there to be. it's it's a bare bones game through which you can just pay them. Kind of like a Netflix account for just for gamings, where you're paying like this monthly charge just to play a, like a single game. Which MMOs do that already, but it's like you're trying to make like franchises that are you know born on single player games to become a service is stupid as hell. Yeah, uh, but that's that's what they want to do now. They they have no interest in. Um, I, I want to say video games are capable of being art. They have no interest in art for art's sake anymore. They don't want to put out a good story. They don't want to entertain you with a look at this wonderful story and how it's betrayed. All they are interested in is making it into a service that you can plink money into all the time. Yeah, and I, I think you said it before. Sony and Nintendo are doing the right thing where you know they release these games like uncharted even horizon is another example and then you have mario odyssey and like uh breath of the wild even though they have like a dlc it's like it's a reasonable dlc yeah it's clear that they worked on it after the 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 fact recently there was a huge update for splatoon 2 that added a crud load new weapons and new hairstyles and new music and new maps and blah 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 splatoon gets updates all the time but nintendo never charges for them it's i wonder how much money nintendo is leaving on the table by making all of splatoon's dlc free i always wonder that there's i mean i'm sure you can't quantify a specific number but it's got to be a crazy amount Mm mm-hmm it's just a greedy of Activision and EA and all that stuff. Speaking of EA, NBC had an article saying that EA lost $3 billion for that uh, Battlefront 2 fiasco. Good. That's the only way that these companies are going to learn anything is if it affects money. That's why we always say on this show, you got to vote with your money. Mm-hmm. Vote with your dollars. And I guarantee you, if they didn't fucking do that Reddit article and all that stuff, that... I think Battlefront 2 would be, you know, you'll have those moan and groans, but the people would be like, yeah, we know that EA had those microtransactions, but because they're like, you have to have the feeling of progressing in the video game to kind of like jab at the the sleeping bear and all that stuff. I'm glad mm-hmm. that happened because now. Yeah, I mean, that was a brand new game that had just come out, but also look at what happened to Destiny 2 in the last week. Mm-hmm. Like they, was, they got caught with this stupid XP thing so that they could try to get people to, to nickel and dime more to level up and get those those boxes that have the recaller and all the equipment in it. And their community went haywire to the point where they had to like really address it. Uh, uh, Bungie is a company I thought I really liked. I still do, I guess. But they are terrible at dealing with uh, disruption in their community, and they're being forced to do it now. Mm-hmm. So things are changing. It's not going to get better overnight, but at least companies are noticing that people are fucking fed up with this. Yep. And then the Chad Zork uh, is actually chatting a lot. 
he says prime example is how EA canceled the recent single player uh, Star Wars game. Oh yeah, that was fucking bullshit. We t- we t- actually touched on that. We talked about that too. Yeah, that that it was a single player game, so it couldn't be a. I think that was that was the episode that I brought up the term games as a service. Mm-hmm. A single player linear Star Wars game can't be exploited. Uh, yes and no. I mean, you look at Shadow of War; they're exploiting the shit out of that game. Yeah, uh, but to its massive detriment, and also to the point where it has been talked about a lot—not as much as Battlefront, but the companies are starting to find that wall. I think. Yep. And I hope it changes the practice of things, which I don't think is going to happen. But that's just going to make me want to play my Switch even more because they'll actually put out a game that is going to be complete and that I can enjoy without, you know, being advertised. Be like, hey, you like Mario in like a fucking uh, Halo Master Chief uh, costume? Well, if you pay $20, you can get it here. Like, I like how they have the in-game currency where it's not money, uh, real money. It's like yeah, if you can earn it in game reasonably, not not ludicrously slow or whatever, then yeah, okay, I'm down. I understand that there's always going to be PLC and stuff, and I, you can unlock costumes, and costumes don't add anything to the game, but they're cool and they're for some people. Some people are minnows, some people are dolphins, and some people are whales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to get out of negativity a little bit, let's talk about the the Avengers. By the way. Yeah, we might as well. The rest of the internet is today. This morning, the first trailer for Avengers Infinity War. Have you, excuse me, have you seen it yet? Yes. Um, some things I want to bring up, uh, I guess, to change, uh, you know, to spice things up in the Marvel world. Um, let's uh, change the hairs of every character possible. Yeah, why? That, that was weird. Like, I understand why Thor's hair is short, for instance, but... Now, um, Black Widow has blonde hair. That's weird. It's just out of nowhere. Yep. And I don't know if you notice, Hawkeye has like a punk rock kind of mohawk kind of thing going on. <laughs> Good. Um, and then Captain America looks like he was on uh, the movie Castaway because he has a fucking huge ass beard and his hair's grown out a little bit longer because he's in hiding because of the last movie that happened. Yeah. Um, it looks awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. It's hard not to be, honestly. Like, I really want to to approach this with like measured cynicism and be like, "Well, I don't know about this and that and the other thing." But goddamn, that was a cool fucking trailer, and I'm excited. I want to see that movie. I like how they have Thanos without his armor, without his yeah. old getup, and he looks great. Yeah, I, I think it looks cool. Like, I, I I'm always afraid. Like, uh, I, I watched Doctor Strange finally recently. And I always liked the classic look of Dormammu more. Like, he had, like, the flaming skull and the robes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they changed him in Doctor Strange. Like, he still kind of looked cool. It had, like, the waves crashing over his face. He still looked cool, but I like the classic design better. But no, with Thanos, they kept the way Thanos is supposed to look. And it, it I, I really appreciate that. Like, it pays off a lot. He looks really good in a movie. Yeah, it actually looks like a fucking war uh, that's going on, bigger than what the Civil War. Because <laughs> I'm it, still really scared about how they're going to split the narrative between so many characters. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of fanfare going on. Be like, oh, it's Spider-Man, yay! They're, they're going to have to like some characters are just going to have to not get that much focus. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like, um, like the B characters from Guardians of the Galaxy and and uh, and Hawkeye and Black Widow and uh, 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 
what's the guy who hangs out with Doctor Strange? Yang and and like all these other side characters, like they're just they can't get any time. Probably that or this movie is going to be like a thousand hours long. And this is only part one of two. Yeah. Um. I think didn't they say they're going to do part two? Yeah, there's going to be a part two. Yeah. But um, this is how I would do it, and I know they're not going to do it. Is right off in the beginning where Thanos comes, you fucking just kill Tony Stark, <laughs> like in the beginning. Where, you know, he battles Iron Man and Iron Man's right out of the picture. And Looks like Vision's going to get axed. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's where they're going. They're going to be like, oh, Vision's dead. And then... Well, he's got to get all the stones. Like, that's the story, I think, as far as comics go. Obviously, they could flip it on its head. But we know that he gets at least two of the stones. And we know that Vision's got one. Uh, Doctor Strange has got one. Um, I can't remember. But, I mean... Per- Presumably, he's going to get all of them at some point, and they're all going to go in the Infinity Gauntlet, and then that's probably where the second movie will come in. Maybe. Mm. I I like how uh, Thor was on a spaceship, and he's like, he, he turns the camera, and then it's you know the cast of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought that was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, that was a fun final review reveal. Of course, mm. we knew they were in it, but it's still fun. Yeah, I think there's still going to be a lot of tension between Captain America and Iron Man uh, because because of the whole Civil War thing. Uh, obviously, they're all going to have to you know come together to defeat to defeat Thanos. But I I hope they make it dark a little bit because I noticed Marvel has been going on this like happy tone a little bit too much. And I think that's where. Marvel and DC, even though DC sucks at making movies, um, DC knows how to make everything dark. And yeah, that's all they know how to do. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Marvel has the scene to be like this happy tone, and I think they need to make Thanos into like a huge heel <laughs> where he's fucking shit up. So, yeah. and you know, you see people die, I guess. I've been talking to a friend of mine. He's been rewatching all the DC stuff because he was curious. Like, is it as bad as I remember? So he watched uh, the director's cut of Batman vs Superman, which he tried to tell me was worth rewatching, and I told him to shove it up his ass. And he rewatched uh, Superman and Wonder Woman and this other stuff. And we were talking about it, and I was saying all of those movies, like they have the same like washed out look. But then every recent Marvel movie looks like a goddamn bowl of Skittles. Like the new Thor, both Guardians, Doctor Strange, they're all like super colorful and, and hooray, yay. You're, you're right, like they're kind of almost too happy, but that's that's their tone. And it's cool that they have that to farm. I, I think it'd be happy either way. Like they, they could they could bum it up a little bit. But you gotta remember, one of the biggest audiences for these movies is children. They're, they're not, I mean, they're targeting you and I, but they, they need children in there too. You're not going to get a rated R. Hello? What? Oh, no. It, it sounded like you cut off there for a second. You needed rated R. And I'm like, in my mind, after you said that, when you, uh, it sounded like the audio glitch, I was about to say, superstar, like Edge, but never mind. Zork will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, the, you know, children are a big push in these Marvel movies, but I, I think they need a little dark tone in there. I, I don't think you need to show death, but you need to show that Thanos is like a badass villain that maybe can't be defeated. Oh, some characters are going to get axed for sure. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. 
I'm actually interested in this movie because it looks different than the other movies. <laughs> uh, it's not like these origin stories and I have to learn about this character and all that stuff. Uh, like I said, the, the, la- the latest superhero, which is not a superhero mo- thing that I watched, was The Punisher. So that's um, that's what I'm into right now is uh, anti-hero shit. Uh, by the way, I looked at the calendar two weeks away until The Last Jedi. What? Yeesh. God. We're gonna have... Oh, yeah. yeah it'll be... Uh, some friends and I have decided we are going to go see it opening night. I can't believe I'm becoming that person again. <laughs> <laughs> I actually pre-ordered my seat, and it's all the way up front. My neck is gonna hurt. Boo! Yeah. I'll, I'll re-watch it, probably... Uh, when you know the Star Wars hype dies down, which is probably like you a have month. You to go to like the very, 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 very first showing. Yeah, uh, we were talking about uh, our local theaters doing showings at like seven, seven twenty, seven forty, stuff like that. So we might not even see it till Friday. Actually, I don't know. It's it's a little in the air. It, it's hurting cats getting my goddamn group of friends together on the same page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm excited. I'm probably going to see it multiple times if it's good. If it's not good, then I have something to complain about on next uh, two weeks episode. In two weeks, I should say. Next episode in two weeks. Uh, as long as it's not middle of the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about Atlas. Yeah, this is this is the small thing. I don't know if we're going to get a whole lot out of this because I've been talking about forever about all these games for the Switch that I'm excited about. Shin Megami Tensei Five is a Switch exclusive, and today Atlas finally announced that they're going to bring it west officially. Everyone kind of assumed they were because lately all the Shin Megami games, and especially Persona Five, have been doing real good in the West and in Europe. Well, of course, Europe's part of the West. It's been doing good in America and in Europe. So everyone assumed they were, but they released a teaser trailer, and it's pretty cool. I'm 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 excited about that game. I'm definitely gonna get it for the Switch next year. I wish Did you pres- watch the teaser. No, I, I I'm thinking I should just click play, but Peggy eighteen. I mean, I don't know if playing it on the stream. Will yeah, I just get us a strike or or you know have Atlas turn up and and yell at us. I mean, Atlas is a small company. I'm not scared to fight them, but now they, them and Sega are the same company, and I don't need a bunch of autismos coming and shouting. <laughs> By the way, uh, Sonic Forces, bad reviews. Have you been reading them? I, I thought it was mostly middle of the road. Like, I even saw a couple people, people say it was decent. The Switch version was on sale for, like, 22 bucks on Amazon on Black Friday, and I almost, like, impulse bought it, but I talked myself out of it. Yeah. I think I'm going to get it for Christmas. I'm going to ask, uh, you know, Santa Claus to get it for me. Just so that I could have it and have another <laughs> Sonic game. <laughs> I, uh, I I want to try it, but I don't know that I need to own it. Like, man, I, I don't know how to feel about it. I got to play it before I can develop an opinion. And I think it sucks that there is not a demo for it. They even, they had the balls to put out a demo for Sonic Boom, but there's no Sonic Forces demo. Come on, Sega. Mm-hmm. The only thing I read bad about it is that the controls are a little wonky when you're you're doing like the uh, sliding mode or something where you're running on these tracks and you have to like jump and platform and all that stuff. It's not really that great. What are you going to get it for? Oh, I'm getting it for a Switch. Um, of course, that is the correct answer. 
Yeah, because like I said, P PC and PlayStation, they're 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 only gonna be used for games that are gonna be exclusive, like Last of Us Part Two, uh, PUBG on my PC, just stuff that. By the way, I got Rainbow Six Siege. By the way, on PlayStation. Oh, right on. We're gonna have to play it. Yeah, it took fucking ten days to download on PlayStation. I hate that. I yeah, like that patch is ludicrous. Every time we would get a new person in our group, we'd be like, "Okay, leave it on overnight, and we'll play tomorrow." Yeah, because <laughs> there's just no fucking way. <laughs> I tell you what, though, it, it, I'm much better on PlayStation than I am on PC because I do have it on PC, and I think PC people are more uh, pro players than uh, PlayStation. Mm. Yeah, but. I played a couple of matches. Uh, I went through two matches where I didn't shoot anybody and I won. <laughs> yeah. That's Rainbow Six. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for Atlas. Uh, there was one game from Atlas on the Nintendo DS. Uh, you were in this hotel room and there was like a mis mystery going on where there's like a murderer in there. Hotel room 215 or something yes i got so addicted to that game i want to tell dusk That's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that game's I forgot about that. Th that game is so much money though to get because it's rare is it yeah no, i'm looking at it I, I googled it uh i don't know 1554 1536 oh shit it went down it was like 50 dollars like two GameStop, years ago 9.99 I need a I need a DS. <laughs> Get an old school DS system or something. You got a 3DS, don't you? Uh, I have a 2DS, but I don't like it. I want because I hate the old. I want to get the flip 2DS. The oh yeah, the new clamshell one. That's where it's at. Yeah, I don't want a thing that looks like a uh, Mattel fucking toy thing that plays DS games. Yeah, yeah. We we we've been real excited about Nintendo recently. They've been doing great, but man, sometimes they make dumb decisions. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, they worked that out all out of their system over the last whatever three or four years or whatever. Hopefully, now it's good decisions for people. Yep. Maybe uh, those old people on the board that kept preventing them from doing cool stuff died. Yeah. God. Like. <laughs> or, or retired. Or retired. That too. <laughs> the only thing that came to mind, I'm like, Iwata has been holding us back the whole time. No, there's no way. He was, <laughs> he was a cold motherfucker. When he died, I thought things were going to get worse. And they kind of did a little bit. A little bit. I mean, Wii U was crashing and burning hard after he died. Yeah, and that's a shame because I liked my Wii U and I liked the games for it. Mm -hmm. But we got but Switch now. Switch is amazing. Right. We're dwelling. We're stretching the news this this week. Yeah. Stretching it. I got one last thing to talk about, and then we're going to sign out because this was a pretty long episode because we spent a lot of time talking, and that's awesome because we usually don't. We usually go, oh, that's, a, that's it. We're the last several weeks, there hasn't been any news. And then today, like today, not even this week, like two-day Avengers, uh, Atlas, uh, other stuff. That that article you brought in about Assassin's Creed was, was written today. This is all stuff from today. We should start doing a show every day, I guess, right? That would be a lot of work, but I I, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind to do it if we get a rack up some more viewers. Zork, uh, advertise us. You're a new advertiser. Zork, we're going to make a Patreon. You need to, to, to give us money all the time. <laughs> a dollar a day <laughs> gives us a show away. Uh, but anyway, what do you got? So next week, uh, we are going to be nominating some categories for our Big Trouble in Little Award Show 2017, uh, which will be happening at the end of December. 
uh, before the new year of 2018. And I just want to list some categories. There might be some categories that I might add in this doc here uh, that will happen because I, I think there's a few that I need to add. But this is I just put up right away. Um, so best soundtrack in a game, best soundtrack in a movie. Was that? I don't know. It was phrased weird. It seems like it would be best game soundtrack, best movie soundtrack. Yeah. Whatever. Sorry. I, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to interrupt you this whole time. Best multiplayer game, best single player game, best game developer, best graphics in a game, best gameplay me mechanics, best audio design game, um, most improved game, uh, best console of this generation. So far. So far, yeah. Best console this year, probably. Mm -hmm. uh, be roundest, best perform. I don't know, something... This year, the good game, do console time year this. <laughs> yeah, which which contains pretty much uh, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, every version of PlayStation 4, uh, every version of Xbox, and the PC. And the OUYA. Yeah, I don't know if we want to put in handhelds, <laughs> do we? Why not? Okay. The Switch is half handheld. Yeah. I guess we'll put the Nintendo. I mean, what else is there to add besides the 3DS and I guess cell phones? But fuck you if you want to say cell phones. Yeah, no. This, shit, this show is going to crash and burn if you bring cell phones. <laughs> so then we got Game of the Year. And then we're going to get into a little some movie stuff. So because we like gaming and we like movies, obviously, since that that's our focus in our podcast. So best cinematography in a movie, best director in a movie best actor in a movie and how we're going to nominate this is uh each category is going to have four nominees uh so when we pick it's one male uh one female so the whole uh, category is going to have two males and two females and then obviously the movie of the year uh if there's any other categories you think we should add make sure to comment below in our youtube and vidme or even in the chat right now, if you want to do that. I want, uh, yeah, I'm going to add one right now that I want. Um, there. Biggest disappointment. And what, the movie or just in general? Um, game, I hope, because that's what I want to nominate. Okay. I'm looking at it on my shell. Oh, shit. <laughs> Did No Man's Sky come out in th this year? Is it that no, right? I think that was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't remember. I have to research that too. Um, yeah, and this is never, this is gonna be annually. So every December, we are gonna have a Big Trouble in Little Award show. Um, just this year, it's 2017. So next week's episode, we will be saying our nominees, and then I'm gonna put it into a poll. And then all our viewers are going to be voting on it. And then at the end of December, we will give I'll out. I'll tell you why you're wrong and why we were right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we will give little JPEG trophies to the uh, winners. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll tweet the developers and be like, hey, you won, you know, this award. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be like, what? Hey, it's something. We fucking big trouble with a little podcast. That's my favorite show. <laughs> Maybe that's how we'll it's become big. Scorsese hitting us up. Hey, can I come on and talk about my new movie? You know, you know, we we go up to EA and be like, "Hey, you won the uh, worst uh, developer award. Here you go." 
pretty sure you got a whole stack of that already. Yeah. Anyways, I think that's going to be the end of our episode. We did an hour long. I want to thank Zork for being in the chat room, giving, giving us some commentary to talk about. As you can see, he said, Rated R Superstar. You think you know me. Anyway, this has been episode 17. Remember to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and Vidme. And remember, next week, nominees. See you guys later. Oh, don't forget to watch White Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah, and don't forget to watch White Christmas. It's the holly jolly Christmas. It's that time of the year. Bah humbug. Later. Goodbye.